The following will be a narrated recitation of George Washington's vision of America. It is for educational purposes, and you are free to reproduce or share this work as you see fit. The source for the text for today's reading comes from americascomingjudgment.com. They're in no way affiliated with the Baked and Awake podcast. And now, without any sound effects or other engineering, a complete recitation of an account of George Washington's vision of America. George Washington was a man of faith and prayer. The following is an account of George Washington's vision from an old soldier, Anthony Sherman, who recalled it in 1859 and gave it to Wesley Bradshaw, a writer. The vision depicted three great wars on American soil. The first was the Revolutionary War. The second was the Civil War. And the third was a war yet to come. Sherman informed Bradshaw that the vision would soon be confirmed by a second war in America. This came to pass two years later when the Civil War broke out in 1861. Washington received the vision at Valley Forge in the bitter, cold winter of 1777. The Revolutionary Army was facing its darkest hours and most difficult challenge. The bitter cold, disease, and starvation was on the verge of destroying the army and all hopes for independence. Sherman's account of Washington's vision was reprinted in December of 1880 by the National Tribune, the U.S. War Veterans Paper, and on December 21, 1950, by the Stars and Stripes. The Vision Anthony Sherman was in Valley Forge and received the report of the vision firsthand from George Washington. Sherman recalled, You doubtless heard the story of Washington's going to the thicket to pray in secret for aid and comfort from God, the interposition of whose divine providence brought us safely through the darkest days of tribulation. One day, I remember it well, when the chilly winds whistled through the leafless trees, though the sky was cloudless and the sun shone brightly, he remained in his quarters nearly all the afternoon alone. When he came out, I noticed that his face was a shade paler than usual. There seemed to be something on his mind of more than ordinary importance. Returning just after dusk, he dispatched an orderly to the quarters, who was presently in attendance. After a preliminary conversation of about an hour, 
Washington, gazing upon his companion with that strange look of dignity which he alone commanded, related the event that occurred that day. Washington stated, This afternoon, as I was sitting at this table engaged in preparing a dispatch, something seemed to disturb me. Looking up, I beheld standing opposite me a singularly beautiful female. So astonished was I, for I had given strict orders not to be disturbed, that it was some moments before I found language to inquire the cause of her presence. A second, a third, and even a fourth time did I repeat my question, but received no answer from my mysterious visitor, except a slight raising of her eyes. By this time, I felt strange sensations spreading through me. I would have risen, but the riveted gaze of the being before me rendered volition impossible. I essayed once more to address her, but my tongue had become useless, as though it had become paralyzed. A new influence, mysterious, potent, irresistible, took possession of me. All I could do was gaze steadily, vacantly at my unknown visitor. Gradually the surrounding atmosphere seemed as if it had become filled with sensations, and luminous. Everything about me seemed to rarefy, the mysterious visitor herself becoming more airy and yet more distinct to my sight than before. I now began to feel as one dying, or rather to experience the sensations which I have sometimes imagined accompany disillusion. I did not think. I did not reason. I did not move. All were alike impossible. I was only conscious of gazing fixedly, vacantly, at my companion. The First Peril The Revolution Presently, I heard a voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. While at the same time, my visitor extended her arm eastwardly. I now beheld a heavy white vapor at some distance rising, fold upon fold. This gradually dissipated, and I looked upon a stranger scene. Before me lay spread out in one vast plain all the countries of the world. Europe, Asia, Africa, 
and America. I saw rolling and tossing between Europe and America the billows of the Atlantic, and between Asia and America lay the Pacific. Son of the Republic, said the same mysterious voice as before, look and learn. At that moment, I beheld a dark, shadowy being, like an angel, standing, or rather floating, in mid-air between Europe and America. Dipping water out of the ocean in the hollow of each hand, he sprinkled some upon America with his right hand, while with his left hand he cast some on Europe. Immediately, a cloud raised from these countries and joined in mid-ocean. For a while it remained stationary, and then moved slowly westward, until it enveloped America in its murky folds. Sharp flashes of lightning gleamed through it at intervals, and I heard the smothered groans and cries of the American people. The Second Peril The Civil War A second time, the angel dipped water from the ocean and sprinkled it out as before. The dark cloud was then drawn back to the ocean, in whose heaving billows it sank from view. A third time, I heard the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. I cast my eyes upon America and beheld villages and towns and cities springing up one after another until the whole land from the Atlantic to the Pacific was dotted with them. Again, I heard the mysterious voice say, Son of the Republic, the end of the century cometh. Look and learn. At this, the dark, shadowy angel turned his face southward, and from Africa I saw an ill-omened specter approach our land. It flitted slowly over every town and city of the latter. The inhabitants presently set themselves in battle array against each other. As I continued looking, I saw a bright angel, on whose brow rested a crown of light, upon which was traced the word Union. Bearing the American flag which he placed between the divided nation and said, Remember, ye are brethren. Instantly the inhabitants, casting from them their weapons, became friends once more, and united around the national standard. The Third Peril 
America's judgment. And again, I heard the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. At this, the dark, shadowy angel placed a trumpet to his mouth and blew three distinct blasts. And taking water from the ocean, he sprinkled it upon Europe, Asia, and Africa. Then my eyes beheld a fearful scene. From each of these countries arose thick, black clouds that were soon joined into one. Throughout this mass there gleamed a dark red light, by which I saw hordes of armed men who, moving with the cloud, marched by land and sailed by sea to America. Our country was enveloped in this volume of cloud, and I saw these vast armies devastate the whole country and burn the villages, towns, and cities that I had beheld springing up. As my ears listened to the thundering of the cannon, clashing of the sword, and the shouts and cries of millions in mortal combat, I heard again the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, Look and learn. When the voice had ceased, the dark shadowy angel placed his trumpet once more to his mouth and blew a long and fearful blast. Instantly, a light as of a thousand suns shone down from above me and pierced and broke into fragments the dark cloud which enveloped America. At the same moment, the angel upon whose head still shone the word Union, and who bore our national flag in one hand and a sword in the other, descended from the heavens attended by legions of white spirits. These immediately joined the inhabitants of America, who I perceived were well nigh overcome, but who, immediately taking courage again, closed up their broken ranks and renewed the battle. Again, amid the fearful noise of the conflict, I heard the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, Look and learn. As the voice ceased, the shadowy angel for the last time dipped water from the ocean and sprinkled it upon America. Instantly the dark cloud rolled back. Together with the armies it had brought, leaving the inhabitants of the land victorious. 
Then once more I beheld the villages, towns, and cities, springing up where I had seen them before, while the bright angel, planting the azure standard he had brought in the midst of them, cried with a loud voice. While the stars remain, and the heavens send down dew upon the earth, so long shall the union last. And taking from his brow the crown on which blazoned the word union, he placed it upon the standard, while the people, kneeling down, said, Amen. The scene began to fade and dissolve, and I at last saw nothing but the rising, curling vapor I had first beheld. This, also disappearing, I found myself once more gazing upon the mysterious visitor, who in the same voice I had heard before said, Son of the Republic, what you have seen is thus interpreted. Three great perils will come upon the Republic. The most fearful is the third. But in this greatest conflict, the whole world united shall not prevail against her. Let every child of the Republic learn to live for his God, his land, and the Union. With these words, the vision vanished. And I started from my seat and felt that I had seen a vision wherein I had been shown to me the birth, progress, and destiny of the United States. This ended General George Washington's vision and prophecy for the United States of America, as told in his words. Thank you.